2: Hello. Oh my God. Hi. Who is
0: this? <laughs> Hi. I'm uh what name is I I gave Flea. That's my name.
2: Uh, how are you? How are you doing, Flea?
0: I'm doing kind of crappy right now.
2: Why? To
0: be honest. Um, I'm just like really in my like depression and stuff.
2: Uh, Flea, it says here that you used to be a professional clown. <laughs> yes. So you are a stereotypical sad clown. <laughs> yes. But that's, that's actually not what my
0: clown... My clown character isn't sad.
2: Your clown uh, character is uh, Me as a sick. person.
0: No, no. The clown is very cheery, goofy,
2: sneaky, uh, sexy. A sexy clown? What kind of sexy clown? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, I I would, like, do a strip tease where I would roll around in broken glass.
2: <laughs> you did a strip tease yeah. where you would roll around in, broken, like, actually broken glass?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I would break beer bottles before the show. I'd roll around in broken beer bottles.
2: Uh, did that ever hurt? <laughs>
0: Surprisingly, not, no, not that often, no.
2: Um, how did you, how did you train yourself for that to not hurt?
0: Um, there, well, there's a lot of spiritual stuff with pain, like, peer, you know about piercings and how people do, like, pain tribe stuff, or they do suspension and like that. I not heard of like pain that.
2: tribe stuff.
0: Um, well, there's people who do like suspension, or they'll like play pierce their body, and I would kind of say it's like that, where you kind of just accept it as it's happening. Um, I've done like the bed of nails stuff, like sideshow bed of nails, really lay on the bed of nails, and it it doesn't it doesn't hurt that
2: bad. Um, I don't really know how to
0: explain it. It doesn't really hurt.
2: So flea. Uh, It says here that uh, you're a former clown, uh, and you got sober, and then when you got sober, you stopped going out and, and clowning around. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay, tell me about that. Yes. Well, so I lived in
0: New Orleans, and it's very a drunk city. Yeah. So when I got sober, there was like almost nothing to do that didn't involve, like, people being wasted or on ketamine. So, (laughs) um, I just stopped going out. And this was, like, way before COVID happened, too. So, because then COVID happened and I had to isolate even more. And, um, I regret not clowning at home without the event of it
2: all. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So do you feel as though the fact that you're sober now means that you, you no longer can go out and clown?
0: No, I moved, up, I moved out of New Orleans and I'm in, a, in Oregon now. And I go out every so often trying to find community. And mm-hmm. I've dressed up as a clown. I dressed up as a clown for Halloween. And I went out to a movie. And there's a sex club here where I dressed up as a clown at. Um I got COVID, so.
2: Why are you depressed right now?
0: <laughs> um, I just don't really have a lot of friends or community, and it's just sad. I've lost a lot of friends, like, from death and things.
2: Fleet, uh, you're a clown. You're a clown, Fleet. And what I mean by hold on, hold on, and now what I mean by that, what I mean by that you live in Oregon. There's gotta be other clowns in Oregon for you to go fucking clown around with. Have have you tried to go out and find people to clown around with?
0: Yeah, I have. Um, I grew up where I'm living now, so like, I have.
2: Okay, um, and and why has that has that not, that that not been fruitful for you?
0: No, I just I can't seem to make a lot of connections that last. You know, it's like everybody's got an opposite work schedule, or like they're going through their own shit, or not respond, or they're performing at bars too much, and I just still am figuring out how I feel at bars as a person who doesn't want to drink.
2: Is it hard for you to um, be in a bar at all? Sometimes.
0: Sometimes it's not. I tend to want to drink and you know... And um, that's so a pretty feeling. I want to drink but you know it's going to cause
2: harm. Um, have you ever done any um, events of any kind where you have invited other people into your domain, where you pick the venue? <laughs> And um, you uh, sort of set the scene and invite people. Have you done anything like that?
0: Yes, and it was successful once, and we went and saw corn, and it was awesome.
2: Okay, so it was successful, and you saw corn, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so why don't you do it? Why have you never done it again? It why have we only done it once? Well, this should be a recurring thing. Is well, that awesome?
0: <laughs> well, I don't, it was like Corn's farewell tour or something, and um, but me and that person don't hang out often because they're like busy, and I, I don't know. I don't know why we don't hang out more. You said it's Corn. You know, you said
2: you said that you don't do it anymore because it's Corn for our, because it's Corn's farewell tour, but flee. There are other things to do in the world besides see corn that you can do with with, with clown people.
0: There absolutely is. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And it was just one
2: person. It was just you and this other person going to see corn. It
0: was me and a friend of theirs that I just met that day going to corn. And actually, funny enough, they live—they work down the street for me.
2: Dude, where do you live? You live in Oregon. Yeah, I'm googling Oregon clown meetup Port- right now. I live. What part of Oregon to be, do you live in? I live in Port- I live
0: in Portland.
2: You live Everybody in Portland, or <laughs> you are a clown, and you live in Portland, <laughs> Oregon, and you're having trouble meeting people. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like well, I grew up here, and I, I'm traumatized.
2: <laughs> there it was recently funny the, when there <laughs> was recently the 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 there was a fucking clown. I'm on Google right now. There was a clown festival in Portland. Oh, I didn't. I did not know that. <laughs> That's hilarious. You got to put yourself out um, there. Here. Yeah. What is boxofclowns.com? dot yeah. com? I'm on here. I'm like googling. Portland clown shit for you right now. Because
0: Thank you for using Google for me.
2: <laughs> what is, Portland Portland clown. There's a Portland clown bar. There used to be. Oh, there's what? a Portland clown bar. Yeah, what are you like, doing? It's Friday night. Why it. are you calling my show? Go to the Portland to... clown bar right now, to... Look at this. <laughs> I fun... Oh, I forgot. I don't I'm have so a... oh, No, I'm dumb. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, if, I if got, there's, I got, there's I like, like a show, maybe,
0: or if there's like. It's okay. I understand. It's uh, I used to be, the, I used to do, I mean, that's what I used to do. I'd go to bars. I've been there. I got drunk there with people. I went to a birthday party, but I got really drunk and did a bunch of drugs and drove around drunk.
2: Okay. So your problem is that there are, there. your problem is that you, you're a clown and you live in Portland and there's a bunch of fun clown Portland <laughs> shit to do, but it's all at bars. And you feel Hopefully. like you're not at a point yet in your sobriety where you can be at a bar and not be very tempted to drink. It's hard to clown sober. Yeah, it's hard to clown sober. You know what's funny? I have a friend who's a clown, and um, she she's sober, and she. Um, <laughs> I'm dead serious. I have a friend who's a clown, and she's sober, and uh, she 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 she. Um, Still finds a way to clown around in her sobriety.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more to it that I don't want to. There's a lot of really traumatic stuff that I don't want to talk about because other
2: people,
0: the people are listening. So you know,
2: it's,
0: it's it's gonna happen. I'm just like, how do I, how do I like shake off the ick? You know, of I miss to do, because even though like I don't draw anymore, I barely draw to any creative stuff.
2: I'm on. I'm on. Uh, okay, I'm on Facebook right now. Did you know that there's a monthly clown meetup in Portland? <laughs> I didn't know that. There's a monthly clown meetup. Let's see where it is. If it's at a bar, then we're fucked. But let me.
0: I mean, I could, I, I could maybe hang out at a bar, you know. I like mocktails, but it's just, whole. Oh, I don't understand why people can't hang out outside. Like, why can't people do things outside of bars? I don't get it. it doesn't make any sense to me because we could drink well, at home. Well, the reason why thing, they do know? is
2: because, um, is because people are afraid of each other, and alcohol makes you less afraid of people. <laughs> it's not that's not yeah. a it's not a great thing, but that is the answer to your question. Uh, yeah,
0: I also was told that I over communicate. <laughs> Who told you? Maybe not something. Who told you? A you lot of people say that. A lot of you, people. Did you say that, said that that was an
2: autism really thing? An autism.
0: Yeah, it might be an autism
2: thing. I'm Not really sure. Well, in what in what way? What do you, what do you, what do you feel like you over communicate?
0: Like I'm just I don't I don't like there's certain th- the ways people communicate where they don't. Say certain things because it's inappropriate, you know. Like I, I'm, I'm just like too honest.
2: <laughs> tell me the last time you felt. As <laughs> d- though, tell me the last time you felt as though you overcommunicated something.
0: Um, I live with a bunch of men who don't clean, and I asked if they could please clean because I'm not their mother. And I, I feel like maybe I shouldn't have communicated it that way. Maybe
2: <laughs> uh, like you I shouldn't, have, that like, you shouldn't have I asked them like like you shouldn't have asked them at all if you could if they could clean, No, it, you no, no have, like I shouldn't. Should they shouldn't have made the comment no. about being their mother,
0: yeah, that part' Because I feel like that's maybe maybe it's something traumatizing to say for someone. I don't know, maybe they have some kind of cognitive they like, can't do things because they're also having a hard time, I don't know, I'm just trying to be like, why aren't they doing it? I'm just trying to find empathetic ways to talk about things.
2: I wish Maybe. my roommate, when, when I was I in college, know. I wish my roommate would assume that I don't do the dishes because I have trauma. <laughs> they were not as kind to me. Yeah, they, I in, they were mad at me for not I've lived in the Portland.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've been doing communal living my whole life. And it's just like always been a source of problems. Not in this house, surprisingly. But they don't like wipe their shit off the toilet. It's strange. We also um, I just they do things like they put trash next to the trash can very confusing
2: Um, okay <laughs> uh, you're afraid that you over communicate you don't want to be at bars and you you do you have, do you have any friends
0: um that's the thing I've been I've been struggling with this and wondering like what friendship means and like what, like if you're not seeing people or hanging out with them or talking to them very often, about what makes a friend. Mm-hmm. And I grew up here, so it's really weird that people I know from here that I grew up around since uh, for over 10 years and we don't talk or see each other. And it's just, like I'm on Instagram, I see things, everybody's hanging out with each other and doing things. I just don't. You know, I don't know if I have friends. Um.
2: Yeah. Are friends? How? How you said? How many people do you live with?
0: I live with four men, and I am not. I am a trans person.
2: <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> How are you, are you on good, are you friendly or friends with any of them or do you, do you hate all? Yeah,
0: one of them is like, one of them's like the homie, like I, I trust him. He's really, he really likes my dogs. Um, the other guys, I just met them when I moved in. So, you know, they're roommates. One of them I'm really uncomfortable around. But... How long have
2: you lived in Portland for?
0: I moved here at the beginning of COVID and I don't know how long ago that's been.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then when did you, when did you Um, get sober?
0: Like a year before I moved here. Okay. But I moved away from here like over 10 years ago because I grew up here.
2: Okay. So you've been sober living, you've been sober for a long time.
0: Yeah, for a while. And I'm not like straight edge. Like I'm like, you know, California sober.
2: Okay. Okay. Dude, there's yeah. got to, come on, there's got come on, in Portland, there has got to be some fucking Facebook group of clowns that like to hang out and get high. Where is that? That room, ex- that room exists, I know it for, it's, so I know it. So you know how people exists. don't like
0: Portland? You know how people don't like Portland?
2: What, geez, is that the perception here. that people don't like Portland?
0: Because it's like passive-aggressive and there's tender queers and, you know, there's memes all over the internet, you could probably find them, like like um, you know like I didn't do the dishes because I'm traumatized <laughs> right it's
1: <right. laughs>
2: <That's> very
0: important <laughs> right
2: right right you know it's just um, that people
0: don't communicate here it's very you know and I live in New Orleans New Orleans is a very caring place like people everybody talks to each other
2: damn so. it I want to find the group of folks wearing their clown <laughs> outfits it's fucking Heating up dabs Honestly I want you to I'm get gonna there. be I'm honest gonna It's
0: probably there. It's probably Drag shows Where that exists Okay because drag Are the, is, are the drag, are drag shows like Usually disgusting. at bars? Yeah I've gone to a few of them uh, Yeah It's usually at a bar It's usually on the weekend I work I, I work on the weekend It's always like I just It's not accessible For people That can't stand For very long And work On the weekend <laughs> So, it's just like a like communities aren't built outside of alcohol culture. I guess I don't like I don't really um, I've been struggling with that a lot like trying to find how to be a part of things.
2: Can I can I drinking. can I float something? can I float something by you? Of course of course All right, so you were telling me about when you went to corn. Yeah. <laughs> you ho- yeah. you hosted a big corn event. <laughs> yes
0: sir.
2: All right, so you had it you the initiative existed within you to create your own experience based on what works for you and then invite other people into that experience. That is something you have successfully done before, even if it was only with two people you've done it before
0: thank you for telling me that
2: cuz it's true <laughs> okay it is yes it is true so why don't you compare, here's what I'm cuz this is what I'm saying what I'm saying to you and what I've been thinking about this entire call is clowns who like to get high and hang out there's got to be at least a there's got to be at least 200 clowns who like to get high and hang out in the city of Portland, Oregon, but probably more. And I bet yeah, probably. if you, so I don't know how. Actually, I do know. I do know how. Facebook, Meetup, Instagram. If you, I just like. I guess the the potential exists for you to be entrepreneurial about this. And create your own club. Because that's what you do. Because, listen, everyone who's listening to this, just, that's what you... When when there are all these clubs out there, and you don't fit into them because you don't drink, or you don't identify as this, or you're not this, or you're not that, or you can't do that, what you do... If, if they don't let you into the club, what do you do, Flea? What do you do every time the people aren't letting you into the clubs or because you can't go... You start... Your own hang, club. Well, just, you start the club, out Flea. <laughs> No, that's not what you do. You don't hang outside the bottom. Of them. You start the club, Flea. So start the club. Okay. Start the clowns that like to get high at the Chuck E. Cheese Club. Whatever that is. Okay. Someone in the chat just say. said, grab life Please. by the red and nose. And I'm going to second that. <laughs>
0: I don't wear a big nose, but
2: yes. I mean listen, so. that's just me telling you what to do. But what I mean, what do you yeah. think about all of that? I'm
0: gonna I, I take I take your words very seriously. Um wanna thank you very much. You're having a very hard time just with the whole madness of reality and all of it. You know.
2: I hope that this phone call was made you feel at least a little bit more empowered to Start, um, start a club of some kind, because like I, I, that's just what I'm getting at. Well, it's towards. really, that's it's what really, I'm really funny you're
0: saying that. <laughs> okay, it's really funny you're saying that. It's very funny. Um, great. I hope, um, I hope I could do that.
2: Um, please. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go?
0: Yeah, I hope everyone else is doing okay, also, because I know that. We're all kind of going through it with our own stuff, like really real out
2: there. <laughs> flea, one day, listen, I'm, flea, I'm going it. to port. I'm going to Portland next year, and uh, when you're having your okay. like, you know, thirteenth,
0: I'll show up. I'll show up as a clown.
2: Please show, up, please show up as a clown. Please, please show up as a clown to the show that I do in Portland. I do all sorts of things. I make it's not
0: condoms. There. I I shove nails in my head. I do all sorts of stuff.
2: Oh, please, please, please show up and show up ready to do all of that because I will call you on stage. Okay. Okay, cool.
0: Oh, and i fuck capitalism. Say that again? Fuck capitalism.
2: Fuck capitalism, but also go to www.therapygecko.com and buy my t-shirts.
0: Yes. Thank, Thank you very you. much.
2: <laughs> Have a good night.
0: Bye. You too.
2: Um... I liked flee a lot. Um, I, I, I. You know, I'm I'm am I'm a huge believer of that. I'm a huge believer of that shit. Um, uh, uh, if you if you're looking around and you can't get into any of the clubs, just start your own club. Um, I don't know, and I and. Look, some people have problems doing that for whatever their reasons is, however legitimate those reasons are. But Flea hosted the fucking corn event. So I don't know why I don't know. I just maybe I'm being a dick, but I, I just want I just want Flea to I just know that there is a room of clowns getting high and hanging out and having a good time in Portland and I'm just over here ideating on how we get Flea into that room and I hope they find it.
1: Every day our world gets a little more connected but a little further apart but then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling
0: Amika Insurance. Hey, uh, it was
1: just
2: an
0: accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken
1: care of. At Amika, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amika, empathy is our best policy. Hello. Hello. How you doing?
3: I'm doing good. How
2: about you? Um, what's your name, sir?
3: Uh, my name is Brayden.
2: Brayden. Brayden, what's your life like? Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, recently it's kind of been drama-filled, but, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's been a normal life. I mean, ups and downs.
2: Okay. Um, is there anything particular that you wanted to call in to talk about?
3: Uh, really just what, you know, life is like as a DoorDash driver, but there's one specific thing I wanted to talk about, about when I delivered to
2: a place that just had a shooting. What place just had a shooting that you delivered to? Yeah, like, right as I was delivering to it, there was a shooting. Well, there was a... Okay, so there was a shooting in progress when you were delivering there.
3: Yes, like, I picked up the food, the shooting occurred, and I got there before the cops did.
2: (laughs) That's extremely funny that uh, the DoorDash driver can arrive before the police does
3: yeah it's honestly
2: kind of funny um so was there like what tell tell me the story
3: so basically i was just in my area i deliver a lot of chick-fil-a because that's what's mostly popular here and i went to go in pick it up i had i have to park in like a parking lot that's like beside the Chick-fil-A because it's just too busy to try to park in the Chick-fil-A. So, you know, I pick it up, I come back out, and as I'm walking to my car, you know, I'm kinda parked on the side of a strip mall. And as I'm getting into my car, I hear a series of pops in the distance. And then I hear kind of like what sounds like a rock being thrown against the side of like the building. And I didn't really think much of it at the time. I was like, oh, you know, it's just someone with their car, car exhaust in the distance, you know. It's not that big a deal. And, you know, I have to drive across the street because I was delivering to the mall. And as I pull up into the mall, you know, I get the food. I start to walk in. And there's a bunch of people out, you know, out by the front being like, oh, is it safe or whatever? I'm like, why are they asking that? And then I look over and there's a car with like a bullet hole through the windshield and there were security car security guards outside like taking a bunch of notes and stuff and this lady comes out she's like oh no my shooting or my car has nothing to do with your shooting you know this is from a different one in a in a different town i was like "Hmm." Wait. So weird. she she was she just, she just really. drove up
2: to the shooting. She just drove up to a shooting with a bullet hole in her car, just from a different shooting, from different instance. Yes. <laughs> Where do you live, man?
3: In, I live. It's a place called Rocky Mount, North Carolina. If anyone okay. knows North Carolina, my town is nicknamed Murder Mount. I mean, there's a shooting that happens like every other day.
2: Wow, and I thought North Carolina was boring.
3: <laughs> not Rocky Mount.
2: <laughs> okay, so continue. And
3: at this time, it, at this time, it's, it's still not you know clicking in my head that uh, there was a shooting that happened. And you know, I'm walking in, a bunch of people are standing at the doors, being like, "I'm not coming out till I know it's safe." I'm like, "What? What the world is happening?" And I go in, I deliver the food. I start to walk out, and then I see, like, 15 cop cars with all of their lights on, just all over the parking lot. And they are, like, completely sectioning off a section of the parking lot. As I'm walking out, they are doing it. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? And I go and ask someone next to me, and they're like, oh, a shooting just happened. I was like, just now. And they're like, yeah. So... And I'm guessing that rock that I heard hit the side of the building I was at was actually a bullet uh, that was flying over my head.
2: Does this kind of thing happen to you often when you are door dashing around? Like, is do you just live in a generally unsafe area?
3: Uh, well, I don't live here. I live in a different area. I just come here for work. But some of these things do happen, yeah, because I was there was another instance of where I was going to the Walmart to pick up an order and there was another shooting that happened there, but the cops got there before I did and completely sectioned off the uh, parking lot. So you could not get in and literally one stoplight saved me because if I was like 30 seconds, you know, ahead of where I was, I would have been in there when they sectioned off the parking lot.
2: Oh, and you would have just been stuck inside of the parking lot?
3: Yeah, I would have been stuck inside the parking lot because they didn't let anyone out of the parking lot for, like, two hours.
2: Wait, so that doesn't make sense, and I and I, I don't know if either of us are going to know what we're talking about here, but um, if there's, a like, an active shooter in a Walmart, why would they not let people out of the parking lot? Is it because they're, like, suspects or something? I think that's what it was. I think they thought that some that the shooter was
3: still in the parking lot. So they were trying to keep them from going away. But it they don't really take it too seriously because, you know, it happens like every other day. And they like to say that it's a controlled shooting because they're not like shooting random people. They're like people that they're actually going for. Do you get tipped well? Unfortunately, no. I mean, some orders are good. Some orders are also bad. I usually don't like to work after dark.
2: Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't too if I were you. And
3: there's also a bunch of crackheads in my area. There's one. He calls himself Crackhead Joe.
2: Crackhead Joe. Have you spoken with him?
3: I have. I've spoken with him on different occasions. One of them... I didn't really talk to him in this instance, but he was in the same restaurant I was picking up from, and this old lady came in to order, and he just kind of, he looks at her, and then he looks at me, and he looks back at her, and he goes, hey, ma'am, do you know who I am? And she just looks at him, and she goes, I don't know who you are, sir, and he just yells, I'm Crackhead Joe, and then he runs out of the restaurant and runs down the road.
2: And I think that's the last time I saw him. Do you think there is, like, I mean, do you think there is some kind of clout to be gained from being, like, the crackhead of the area that he was kind of trying to capitalize on when he was talking to that woman, and maybe that's what that was?
3: I mean, I think there could be some kind, and also... Maybe if he got on, like, social media, he could have been, like, an influencer. But he was, like, huh. 70 years old. He might have been younger, but, you know, the crack
2: kind of, you know, accelerates in the aging process. Well, it's interesting because I think, you know, people in general, it's – it's there's a desire for an identity of some kind, whatever that identity may be. And maybe he was looking yeah, for – he was like – yeah, yeah, and he was like, this could be, every, you know, everyone wants to have a thing. Like, you know, like, I'm the gecko guy. uh, You know, some people are like, oh, I, I'm a skateboarder. I love to see, you know, I define myself by skateboarding. And Crackhead Joe, I don't know, yeah, I don't know Crackhead, crackhead Joe. And I wouldn't call him, cra- it sounds to me, I think it is offensive to call him Crackhead Joe, but I think if it sounds to me like he... Like that's is what really he, den- though, that's he that's what he denotes himself, himself that. as, and if he's like if he yeah if he calls himself that, I'm like all right, I'll you know call you whatever you want me to call you, um and it could be something that yeah, I mean, he gets really pride out of, but I don't know. Say that again.
3: I said, is he is it really offensive if he wants to be called it? I mean, it's kind of like you know, like um, I'm trying to think of another famous person, like The Rock kind of likes to be called the rock. And Crackhead Joe just wants to be called Crackhead Joe.
2: I'm glad he found his land. Yeah. At least he's happy. Well, we don't know that. But Braden, is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go?
3: Um, I guess just try to be safe and if you hear something that you think is a car exhaust, it may not be a car exhaust it may be an active shooting
2: we learn new things every day on the Therapy Gecko podcast thanks for calling man
3: alright thank you have a good day
2: hello hello hello
4: is this Lyle yeah who's this this is uh, Colin
2: What's going on with you, Colin?
4: Not much. How you doing,
2: man? I'm a gecko on the computer. You are, yeah. So, Colin. So, Colin. What's up? What? Why did you call me? Why the fuck did you call me, Colin? You tell me right now. You tell me right now before I throw a fit. <laughs> I, um... I'm... Pissed off, Colin. No, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I did any of that just now. Uh, What's going on, Colin? Tell me everything. Tell me nothing.
4: Well, uh, I called in because for like years now, I've had this mindset where it's tough to explain, but essentially like I'm in college right now and I meet a pretty good amount of people. And I usually find myself, judging them pretty quick but like and like I know that's not really good to do but I find myself proving myself right about judging them a lot and so I'm in this conflict of like do I try and be open-minded and then like end up proving myself right or do I just stick with my judgments because usually I feel like don't know like I'll give an example I feel like I'm not explaining it poorly
2: yeah no well no 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 you know I don't think you're not explaining it poorly. but I would love to hear the example
4: so a common thing that I experience is meeting a lot of kids that were brought up really well um and like really fortunate with their circumstances and like they're nice and all but I've learned like 99% of the time, like, I don't know, like they're going to be like rude or like they're going to have some kind of like glaring character flaw. Like I have a lot of people who I was friends with and then, you know, I was hanging out with them and their friends and then they treat you completely different. Or like I work in the service industry and a lot of these people will like treat me really badly just because like I'm working and so i find myself just in like normal day-to-day meeting similar types of people and i just kind of like i don't really treat them like i'll have any kind of friendship with them like i immediately call it off in my head Okay. and when i don't do that i just find myself doing it anyways you know what i mean is that making sense
2: um when you yeah when you say that you judge people a lot what i mean what judgments are you typically making about people Um,
4: just that, like, they'll be, like, a crummy person or, like, selfish or, like, rude. Like, a lot of, like, common negative character traits, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Let me think here. Uh, uh, do you talk, like, how, how soon into talking to people are you making these judgments?
3: Um... Not like in
4: five seconds, probably like say I have like a class with someone where we have a group project and I'll work with them for like 45 minutes to like an hour. Usually at some point in there, like I find that like I can base off of maybe how they present themselves or how they talk or how like they'll treat people in the group. That like I can kind of gauge that they're this type of person that I described, and mm-hmm. like I'll just kind of call them off from there, and like I just yeah. work with them in that group project, but like okay. they kind of
2: display a lot of red. Yeah, yeah, I have some thought. I have some thoughts on this. I think um one of the one of the best things I've ever heard. That was a lot. One of the best things I've ever heard. It was a good thing. I don't know if it's one of the best things I've ever heard, but I heard this thing. <laughs> Um, that someone said, maybe it was Mark Manson or someone, they were like, you know, uh, uh, it is not people's job to uh, present all of their best, most interesting, wonderful qualities to you because that it's not in your control whether or not they do that. Um, right. It is your job to... Uh, again, in working with what is within your control um, to find uh, and perceive the things about other people that are redeeming, interesting, and positive. So uh, it sounds to me like you're approaching people with this inherent, negative perspective of them or like your you know you ever heard the term confirmation bias
4: uh i can't say i have actually
2: it's like it's like if you're talking like if you're in a group project with some guy and um you know he's maybe he's wearing like a nice shirt you're like oh this guy's wearing a nice shirt he must be an asshole you're now Going at your brain, you're now trying actively to. You're biasly attempting to perceive things about him uh, that confirm your suspicion that he's an asshole. Does that make sense? Okay,
4: that that makes, sense. That makes sense.
2: So if you were to just wipe your brain blank, um, or if, or even better, if you were. Trying to approach the world in some sense of, you know, most people are good. Most people do have redeeming qualities. Most people are acting kindly. Most people this, that, whatever positive things. Your your confirmation bias would work then the other way. Where you would actually go out of your way to perceive things about people that confirm your bias. That, um... You know, they're nice, or they are friendly, or, or whatever it is, and um, it, the choice at, at the end of the day remains r- r- is yours as to how you want to see the world and how you want to see you want to see people, because so much of it is about like the mindset, you know, and so if you decide. If, Not even because, you know, if you decide just because you want to live in a better version of the world where people are nice, you just decide that people are nice, that people are a certain way, or that people are interesting, or that people have redeeming qualities, or that people are just trying their best, and you go out in the world and you are are now perceiving things in a way that are trying to confirm that bias... Uh, maybe you'll you'll kind of solve this issue that you have of judging people too fast. does any of what I just said make sense
4: yeah yeah that's uh I actually love that that's extremely insightful i've never
2: <laughs> might
4: be a surprise but I've never really thought of it like that
2: okay cool good good um because here's the thing- the Dude, I don't know. I, this is why I don't. I don't like labels, and I don't. Li- I think there is a thing where we're villainizing people a lot, or we're saying, "Oh, if you're this, then you're that," or uh, just all the, all this shit that is just a barrier against actually interacting with people and finding common ground with them. And, uh, I think, I think it's a good thing to try to get yourself out of, if that makes sense.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. I, um, I, I realize that, like, it kind of comes off bad, but it's just, it's tough. Like, I completely agree with you, but it's always tough because, like, I'll try and, like, look for the nice things in people and, um, like, I still just, unfortunately, end up, like, proving my judgments right. Sure, yeah. And uh, it it's just, like, a daily toss-up in my head, because, like, I don't want to be that asshole that, like, sees a dude, like, driving a red Mercedes, and he's, like, a freshman in college, and it's, like, brand new, and it's, like, okay, obviously, like, your parents probably bought that for you. And, like, sure yeah I try to, like, look at the and be, like, okay, maybe, like, he's just a really fortunate guy, but, like, he's really hardworking and, like, he's probably nice and, like, he might even, like, help me in class. And then it's, like, nine out of ten times I'll, like, meet that guy and it's, like, oh, no, yeah, he's actually an asshole. Sure, Um, yeah. And I realize, like, just picturing, like, typical rich kid. Um, Uh But it's, it's like that with a lot of different people.
2: Well, I, I think. Well, first of all, none of what I'm saying means you have to be friends with anyone, or that you have to spend time with anyone that you don't want to spend time with. Right. One. right. I understand. Yeah. You know, if you if you're spending, if if you're talking to this guy and he's you know treating you in a way where it's like I don't think I want to be friends with this guy, or I I don't think I want to spend time with this guy. Fuck, t- 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 totally don't spend time with him or try to be friends with him. Uh, in order to like, you know, prove some hippie kumbaya peace thing, but in wow, defense that's... of the hippie kumbaya peace thing, um, I would say that, and and I'm this is all stuff that like I'm trying to ascribe to myself and don't do a perfect job mm-hmm. of, so I hope I don't sound like. You know, I've I've mastered this way of thinking because it's just kind of a recreational philosophy shit that I'm sure I contradict myself in my actions a lot all the time. But, I mean, there's, sh- there's a, a, a thousand things about this guy driving the Mercedes that you don't know. You don't really know what his relationship with his family is like. You don't really know what it was like growing up for him. You don't know if he's happy you don't know what his problems are you don't like you just you don't know anything and that and that doesn't mean that every you know rich kid driving a mercedes is secretly this you know troubled child it, it doesn't it doesn't mean any all it means is that you don't know And so, if you don't know, you cannot make the judgment.
4: Yeah, yeah, I agree with
2: that 100%. But I don't know, if you become friends with the kid, maybe he'll let you drive in his Mercedes, and that would be kind of cool. So maybe you should be friends with him. (laughs) Or maybe he'll give you some money. True, true. Uh, Colin, is there anything uh, else? Think, oh, no, please, please. I want to hear your thoughts.
4: I was, I was just going to kind of agree with your point of like, it's tough to be perfect about. And, and like, obviously, you should jump to conclusions with people. But I think I agree with you. I think even if I prove myself right, it's probably worth it to, uh, look for the good things in people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you know, if you're talking to a guy and he's like just being an asshole to you, um, doesn't mean you have to be his best friend, doesn't mean you have to, I mean, you don't have to do any of this shit, but um, for your own personal sake, of your own personal peace, I, I think you might be better off just um, understanding that you don't know anything about him really.
4: yeah yeah 100 i think that's a, a much better way to stick by it That's a much better mindset
2: colin is there anything else you want to say to uh me or the people of the computer or god or spongebob before we go
4: um yeah it's completely unrelated but sure i'm in the process of kind of working on a business right now and it's really thrilling and i'm very passionate about it so If you have a dream that you'd like to chase, you should for sure chase it.
2: I like that. Thanks for calling, Colin.
4: Thanks for picking up. How'd it go, man?
2: Man, all those business kids sure are assholes, aren't they? Nah, I'm just kidding. Colin, Colin, Colin seems like a nice guy. But I don't know that either. You could say, look, you could say the same thing about positive judgments, to be honest. Now that I'm thinking about it. Like, you know, say someone's being all nice and shit. You don't know what is going on with them. I don't know. I think that's the point of this whole call is that I don't know. Thank you for calling, Colin.
1: Every day, our world gets a little more connected. But a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human.
0: Thank you for calling Amika Insurance. Hey,
2: uh, I was just in an accident.
0: Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of.
1: At Amika we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amika. Empathy is our best policy.
2: Hello. Hello. Hi. Well, what's up? How can I get you today?
5: Um, well, I, I told Sage two different things. I don't know which one she thought was more interesting
2: uh well forget about that and forget about what you told anyone what as you are on the phone with me in this moment do you desire to talk about
5: um well man i guess kind of fresh on my mind uh yesterday i found out one of my friends died
2: Um, i'm sorry to hear that
5: died a couple weeks ago um i didn't know about it
2: you just found out yesterday, and it happened a couple of weeks ago.
5: Yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, I didn't know the guy very well. Um, he, do you do you play D anD D Dungeons and Dragons?
2: I I don't play it myself, but I know what it is.
5: Okay. So he was he was a group of my friends DM. So he like ran the game, um, and we only played like three or four times. So I didn't know him very well. But, uh, he stopped responding to our messages in our Discord chat. It's been like a month. Um, so I thought he just didn't want to play anymore. Um, he was just kind of ghosting us. Um, you know, I just assumed that he was like being an asshole. Um, Mm -hmm. but then I got a message on Discord claiming from his brother that he was dead. Um, but like he didn't use his real name. He used his his Discord name. So I just assumed he was lying. Um. and, and then I woke up his name and, and find his obituary and he died. Like he died on campus, like in the engineering building.
2: He died on the campus that you, you go to college on? Yeah. Yeah. Were you close uh, with this guy at all? I know good. you say you only played with him a couple times, but I mean, did you yeah, have I, any I only met kind him, like, of like relationship?
5: I met him like four times just to play D&D. I, the extent I knew of him was his first name, so um, it's just kind of weird.
2: Okay. This seems to be, and it could be in a personal sense, it could be in a existential sense, it could be in any kind of sense, but this does seem as though it's affecting you in some way. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Um, feel really bad for assuming
5: that he was being an asshole when he was dead.
1: hmm mm-hmm.
5: um, and, and so I got, like, I was talking about it in class, because I, I didn't see the text until yesterday morning, and I was in the middle of class, so I was telling people about it, and then, like, the whole class got involved. And they were like, dude, what if this guy's actually dead? And then I find out he's dead, and they're like, "Oh man, you're a horrible person," because um, I didn't believe it, and I just feel really bad about it.
2: Your classmates told you that you're a horrible person.
5: Yeah, because I I just I thought he was making it up. Like, how am I supposed to expect someone who hasn't messaged in a month is is uh, you know dead and not just ghosting us?
2: no there you there's no room to assume anything or not assume anything that didn't make sense There's no room yeah. to assume anything yeah um do you why do you do you feel like a horrible person um
5: a little bit uh, I feel bad about it
1: mm-hmm
2: um Well, I mean, listen, man, I don't think that it was of you to be able to assume that he was dead. Right. And also the, the idea that, you know, he was ghosting you and that you were upset by that. That's an idea that comes from wanting to hang out with him, which is a good thing. Right. So, no, I don't think that makes you a horrible person.
5: Yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, you can't expect it. Dude is only 19. Um, you, know, you can't just, like, assume people are dying when they don't answer. So, I don't
2: know. how uh, Now, you have friends who are friends with this guy. You have mutual friends with him. Yeah, yeah. So Other players uh, in our D&D session. And how have they reacted to this? They
5: didn't believe it either until we, we found the obituary for this dude.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, um, do we know how he died?
5: Uh, the the obituary said breathing problems. Like, he had trouble mm-hmm. breathing.
2: Um,
5: mm-hmm. but, you know, that could be anything.
2: Hmm. Hmm. how are you feeling talking about this you sound you sound upset
5: um yeah i don't know i guess it's kind of put in perspective some of my my other friends i've been um trying to catch up with them because you know <laughs> all these people i haven't talked to in months you know i don't know what's on one of them either
2: interesting T- tell me more about that this perspective that it's given you on other things
5: yeah I guess um, <laughs> I guess I want to make sure my other friends aren't dead like <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um it's not something I ever thought about I've never had like a like a close family member die so I don't, I don't really know how to deal with um, death mm-hmm
2: mm-hmm so this is making you want to reach out to other friends that you haven't spoken with in a while. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a I think that's a good takeaway from this. You know, it's obviously very sad, but I'm I'm glad that it's uh given you a sort of awareness of the the fragility of your relationships, you know, cuz you really do never know when a person you haven't talked to in a while, uh, whether whether they are AFK or, you know, if they if they're gone.
0: Right.
5: Yeah, I,
2: I, I don't know. <laughs> What's your name again? Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, I'm sorry to hear about your friend, man. Thank you for calling, Daniel. Yeah, thank you. I like Daniel. He's a nice guy. I hope that... Um, that was sad to hear about his friend. I do hope... I hope it inspires him to... Yeah, to want to catch up with old friends. Now I'm thinking about my old friends that I haven't seen in a long time. And how... Uh, yeah, it's weird. Anything could happen. Check up on your homies, man. Check up on your homies. You never know what's going on. You can never really assume anything. That's another... That's a, This is, I guess, a lesson in assumption, perhaps? Could be. And to not do it...